0: And a breast cancer survivor. And this week, I will continue with our Wellness Basics series. And this week, I'm going to be talking about the importance of connecting with yourself, um, which I talk a lot about um, in large part because I find that as medical doctors um, and um, people in the profession, we tend to neglect. To talk about these things, especially when people present with physical health issues, the importance of of um, being well um, and being healthy—it's um, it, more than just the um, absence of of physical disease. It is feeling well, mind, body, and soul. And um, you know, a lot of what we believe now in the West is based off of this. Um, this dual duality um, of mind and body, and them being separate, um, when the reality is that that's just simply not the case. And for thousands and thousands of years, um, people believed and acted in ways that, um, when they they were unwell, they worked to restore um, restore the physical. Restore the soul, restore what was happening in the mind, um, living in harmony, not just with self, but also with the environment, um, with family, um, with community. And that is a much more kind of holistic look at health. But nowadays, um, a lot of what we do (laughs) is focus on diagnosing um, a physical ailment and then treating it with a medication. Um, better healthcare practitioners will think about some lifestyle changes and health prevention, um, and few actually look at the picture holistically, um, and so a lot of people look for this this type of healing elsewhere, um, and healthcare if you want holistic healthcare it ends up being quite siloed. Maybe you're going to your naturopath um, or your acu- acupuncturist. Or your masseuse for certain things and then you're going to you know the chemist um, to self-medicate for with certain things and then you're going to your medical doctor for certain things and um, when we look at the definition of health and wellness you really cannot be well if you're not growing the relationship that you have with yourself and in order to do that, you really need to be well-connected with your inner world. Um, you need to know um, what it means to live your most authentic life. You need to be in tune with that inner voice that, um, and that inner wisdom that can help you um, understand more deeply what you need to be fulfilled. Um, and, and I know this to be true. And, and how do we get in touch with our, our, our deepest self? Um, so that we can be happy and well. Because we do know that people who are more deeply connected with self have better health outcomes. Um, there are lots of different ways to connect with self. Um, but how do you do it? Um, you know, the most important thing is, is to create space for it. To create... Um, Moments of stillness and peace, so that you can tune in, tune in to the thoughts and the feelings that you have about your day, about your life, about your stressors, um, about your relationships, about your relationship with yourself, um, and that you know that would be the first step. And a lot of people don't do that, and it, it's not a deliberate thing. It's because we live such busy, busy lives um, with technology, um, with the advances of of modern society. You know, everybody's trying to keep up with the Joneses at this point, and racing around, and it's great. Um, You know, I like to have an efficient day. Um, I like to accomplish things. There's something that feels really good about Uh, making a to-do list and checking those things off my to-do list that I accomplish. Um, And that can be, um, I guess, distracting. Distracting from creating stillness. It's not in my nature or in our society's nature to be rewarding people for doing nothing. You know, I I think... I think if I sat around and did nothing, or what was perceived as nothing, um, I'd be called lazy. But sitting around and doing quote unquote nothing is—it's vital. Stillness is vital, and and when you create space for nothingness, you'll find that that it—it's the nothingness is not there. You will be left. With with you. And sometimes those will be serene moments of peace. But other times those will be moments where thoughts run into your mind. And emotions will happen. And um, when you first start creating time and space to listen to that inner voice. And, and try to live your most authentic life. You may find that it's like you know, that inner voice is screaming at you because it's had to be loud um, to, to interrupt you know the busyness of your life. One of the best ways I find connecting with self is through mindfulness meditation. It's a, it's a way to create peace and stillness um, in your day-to-day life. And a lot of people find when they initially are, um, meditating, that they, they have a difficult time controlling their thoughts, and that is because they're, they're used to having to, to, um, to push their way through the busyness, and, um, you're not in, um, you know, practice with, um, being able to have any sort of regulation, um, with your thinking, with your emotions, and um, mindfulness meditation, it's it's like um, it's like daily exercise for your mind and for your soul, so that you can be deeply rooted in in your authentic self, and so that you um, you can grow your self awareness, you can grow your ability to regulate your emotions, you can grow your ability. Um, to regulate and control your mind um, because those are a vital part to, uh, of being well. Um, so mindfulness meditation is something that I very much lean into when I try to connect with myself. Um, other things that I do um, and that I found very effective is art. I've done a lot of art therapy with my, my mental health patients. Sometimes you just cannot communicate what you need to with words, but you can communicate it and you can tune in to that inner self through drawing, through painting, through music. Sometimes people need to sit and listen to peaceful music under a weighted blanket um, to feel that sense of peace and to relax and slow, slow the mind so that they can connect with with what's past, the worries. Some people find being out in nature or exercising um, can help them. Whatever it is that you can do or need to do to connect with self, you do it. It will be different for different people. Journaling, journaling can play a, a major role. Writing poetry. Um, it's your relationship with you, and your relationship with you is your most important relationship. I find it's actually great to have a number of different tools in your quote-unquote um, self-care, connecting with self-toolkit, um, so that you know, you can pull from, from what you have, so you can have something that works under any circumstance. Sometimes, if it 's really busy um, at work i um, I hone into the breath, and because i 've trained um, the breath and the body to relax with breathing through meditation when i 'm under stress, and um, I need to hone into you know what my intuition is saying about something, sometimes I need to find stillness in the present moment, and so I do that by. Honing into the breath, using the breath to calm my body physiologically, using the breath to take and create a moment of stillness and peace so that I can tune into what I need to do, what I need to do in that moment. Um, Other times I find that um, exercise, particularly for me, yoga or Pilates, I find works as a moving meditation for me. that it has been critical for me at times. When I was first diagnosed with breast cancer, I used um, painting, oil oil painting, um, to process my emotional response to the diagnosis. And what came out on the canvas was these abstract renditions of of Paleolithic um, Venus. Um, goddesses who had um, cancer. And I don't know where that came from. At the time of diagnosis, I was actually um, reading an art history book. And as a child, my mother was very um, fascinated by the fertility gods, um, particularly the goddess of Wollendorf. She was a, a I think a stone, I'm not sure the type of material, but some sort of rock statue that was found in Germany. Um, at one point was thought to be the oldest um, relic, um, dating, you know, twenty five to 35,000 years ago. And she was this statue that was very voluptuous, had massive breasts, and um, I just, my mother, you know, had this... <laughs> This t-shirt that used to embarrass me as a child that had, like, the goddess of Wollendorf on it. And when I thought about big breasts and when I thought about losing my breasts, for some reason I thought about the goddess of Wollendorf. And um, a lot of my art was me painting her, painting her with cancer, painting her without breasts. And um, people who came into my house around that time, I was living in a um, beautiful three-bedroom farmhouse um, in the Byron Bay hinterland that, you know, overlooked Rolling Hills. And I'd created, there were two living rooms, and one of the living rooms had this beautiful old um, wood fire stove. And I turned that room into my art studio. And so people would come in, and they um, would walk through, and they would see... Um, my paintings and I think they just thought it was completely bizarre and um, eventually I I, I um, had like a whole gallery <laughs> I had four or five breast cancer paintings and they hung on my wall they hung on my wall throughout my breast cancer treatment um, and I I could not explain you know what happened in terms of this art that I birthed, but um that time that I took, stroke by stroke, to create the art, what for me was a moving meditation. It was a time for me to sit in stillness and and with each stroke express express my pain, which I, I just couldn't vocalize at that time. I was in too much shock. Um and I, I then I was sick and um, you know, it, 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 chemo affected my cognition, but I could paint, I could certainly paint um, my pain and paint my um, frustration and my resentment for, for, for having advanced stage breast cancer at the age of 35. And it helped me, you know, live a happy life. It helped me get up every day and go to work and um, be able to focus on my patients. It helped me Um, be able to 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 um approach other aspects of my life with joy in some ways I compartmentalized my pain to those moments where I expressed it on the canvas but it worked it was an effective way for me to take time to hone in to my emotional world um so that I could process my pain and, um, you know, the, um, the emotions that I was feeling and the thoughts that I was feeling um, with that diagnosis, and um, I never struggled with, and I think it's because of, you know, that art therapy that I did with myself, I never struggled with, um, the resentment of the diagnosis that some of my, um, my peers had, um, who were, you know, sitting in the chemo chairs beside me, um, because it, it's easy, it's easy to resent it when you're sick and you're young and all your friends are living your, their lives, they're dating, they're marrying, they're having kids and you're, you're hooked up to, you know, an IV drip, getting, getting chemo, and you're being told that you probably won't have kids, and, um, you know, I'd had my partner left me at that point in my life, um, because it, the journey was just too, too hard for him, he, he didn't have my resilience, and I wasn't able to provide him with the life that he, he wanted, um, but that was okay. So that that was a wellness tool I used, um, meditation, particularly mindfulness meditation, and yoga as a moving meditation. Um, it played a role in my my cancer journey a bit later. It played a role in my cancer journey when I um, was in the, my recovery phase and struggling with fear of cancer recurrence, for struggling to to get to know myself. Um, more fully. Um, I didn't realize how much cancer was changing me um, and had changed me and my outlook on life until I um, entered my recovery phase and I created space um, to be introspective um, through meditation. And, um, you know, I, made, I started making very different choices in my life. I left an uh, area of the country, of Australia, that I loved to work. I traveled, I took short term jobs and traveled around Australia, traveled in- internationally. I lost, you know, 30 kilos um, in that year, um, that first recovery year. And um, I started doing work that was more meaningful for me. I started doing work in remote parts of Australia um, with other um, Aboriginal groups. And that, you know, knowing my heritage, coming, um, being multiracial, having um, Native American heritage, um, it just, it had a different level of meaning for me, I think, than the work that I've been doing before. Um, So I, I think that creating you know, creating that space, creating that stillness allowed me to really hone in on what I needed to be fulfilled and happy and live my best life. And then after that, I, I had to have the courage to act on the those thoughts and those emotions. Um, and I did. And thank goodness I did, because that's why I'm happy and fulfilled today. But it started, the journey the journey started with, with creating space and stillness to get to know myself, to listen to that inner voice, to work <coughs> through the thoughts and the feelings that I was having, and um, to prioritize my relationship with myself, to prioritize my health, and not, not just the health of my body which was the prime focus of my cancer treatments when really, you know, it should have always been the health of my body, my mind, and my soul. And that is something that I have embraced on my wellness journey. And that is something that, um, everybody should be embracing to be healthy and well. And, um, they, you know, you should certainly define what health and wellness means to you, and that's what you should be tracing. and that's what you you need to be communicating with your healthcare providers, um, because a lot of them will assume that we all have the same the same goals, um, and the focus will be very much on what um, we define health and wellness to be from a, a biomedical model using um, biomedicine to explain suffering in this world, um, when that's just only one explanatory model. And it, it's important to advocate for yourself. It's important um, <coughs> when you are getting a primary health care provider, a general practitioner, a family medicine doctor, to look after you and you're developing that relationship where they're caring for you across your life span or part of your lifespan, that they are making decisions with you about your health um, as you define health and about your health um, that are informed by your mental and emotional world, um, by your inner voice, by your social world. Um, by what is important to you, by what um, goals that you have, um, what you need to accomplish in your life Um, to be healthy and well. And to know those things, you need to be deeply connected with yourself. Another thing that I haven't talked about is when you're deeply connected with yourself, And you're doing these things to, you know, have this moving meditation in your life, um, these moments of stillness. And you, you find that you are more grounded in the present. And this grounding in the present allows for you to find more satisfaction and gratitude and joy in the present moment and um when you do that you find um you find that what comes with with that is the space to love yourself more fully to be making better decisions and choices that are in line with with what's best for you that are in line with your most authentic self so that um your future, the future that you mold and create is more fulfilling. And I find that to be so, um, so funny (laughs) that um, the more focused I am on the present moment, you know, knowing that this, the the only guarantee is the present moment. So I got to find joy in it. I've got to find peace in it. I got to be fulfilled in it. But the more I focus on that, the better my future is. And, I, you know, I didn't realize that. For many years, my life was focused on, you know, the one-year plan, the five-year plan, the ten-year plan. And I had this attitude, okay, I've just got to endure this. Because if I endure this now, then I can be happy later. If I endure this now, um, you know, everything will be great later. Um, You know, that's part of how I got through the misery of medical school. That's part of why I stood stood by um, a man in a relationship that didn't treat me very well and that was honestly toxic. Um, Oh, if I invest in the relationship... You know, it will evolve and be something better. If I invest in this person, if I demonstrate selflessness, maybe they'll be more selfless. Maybe they'll care more about my needs. The relationship won't just be about their needs, and and that wasn't that wasn't the case. Um, so it's not settling in. Um, in the present moment, you know, creating moments of stillness and peace to, to connect with yourself more fully actually helps you um, actualize um, your dreams um, more effectively um, than just focusing on them and, and being miserable in the, the present moment. So, I don't know what you're doing out there right now to connect with yourself. If you figured it out, um, that's great. Um, keep at it. If this is an area of your life that you find that you need to work a bit more on, then you do it. And, and that's one of the things that I've realized with a lot of my, my patients. You know, um, when they aren't traveling well, there's usually something one or more of these five kind of daily wellness rituals is not happening. Um, and, and it's something to work on. But most people have certain things that, you know, come naturally to them, certain strengths, certain weaknesses, certain things they struggle more with. And um, or different periods of their life where there are certain certain rituals that are of more prime importance than others. So, um, figure out which wellness basics you need to um, be focusing on now, and certainly connecting with yourself and listening to the inner voice um, that's within um, will give you the wisdom that you need to know which ones to focus on. Um, So, I will end it today with that. Um, I hope you've enjoyed these thoughts and comments I have about the importance of of connecting with yourself, engaging with self-care, so that you can live your best, most fulfilling life.